Are we having a party here? I don't know. Welcome to Polishing Profits. Join our three industry experts boasting 140 years of experience as they unlock building service contracting secrets that can revolutionize your business. And here we go. Well, David, that's great information on, on the first two. So we've got two more of the foundational how to get marketing done on on the cheap or keep your expenses in line with your agencies. I guess we could <laughs> add that tagline, right? I like that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, okay, perfect. So segment three. So we talked about, let me just roll this up so I don't get it wrong. We talked about segment one, understanding marketing, establishing the foundation. So, you know, your proposition, who the audience is, and how you define and get that message out. Then we talked about why content is as good as cash. And basically, it's giving it's giving to get. In other words, establishing some credibility and providing valuable information. They say, hey, I'd like to work with that person and see what else they have to offer. So now we're going to really... Oh, geez, there's the word AI. Well, boy, doesn't everybody love that? Okay. You've had to hit it, man. If it's, if it's about it. marketing, you got to include all the buzzwords. <laughs> okay, so segment three, harnessing the power of AI. And you've got here utilizing chat GPT for marketing, and there's Claude, and there's Fred, and there's Bruce, and uh, Cinderella, <laughs> right. and I don't know. Every every day somebody else has a new pay-to-play or, or use it for free and train my machine. So so we'll start out with the first question. I'm sure everybody listening has horsed around with Chad GPT to some degree. And so, if they haven't, they should be. She should be. Oh, I agree. We can always talk about how you, what you have to do after you get the first answer, but that would probably right. be another whole segment. Oh, that's definitely going to come up here. Well, actually, so, well, I want to start with a story. Yeah, go <laughs> one go time, on. One time, I not one time, it was the other day, I came across a LinkedIn post, and I looked at that and I thought, that was 100% written by ChatGPT. A friend of mine posted it. So I confronted her. I, I directed her. I direct messaged her. And I said, I, I brought up chat. I brought up GPT zero, which is a service that will like scan content and tell you what the likelihood that it was written by AI was. And it scored oh, no, like I a, didn't know that. Yeah. And okay. it scored 45% likely that it was written by AI. So I, I bugged her and she was like, yep, you're totally right or whatever. And so what's, what's funny about this is, you know, if you think, and for those of you that don't know about ChatGPT, it is a language learning, it's a result of a language learning model that is effectively going to replace search. It's, it's going to change the world because you it's, it comes right now, it comes in the form of a sort of chat bot where you can input a question almost like you would on a Google search and then get answers. And the way the technology works is it looks at all the words in your sentences and all your text, and then it thinks about related words to answers to questions like it, and then it puts them all together and, and structures them in grammatically correct sentences. So it's not actually artificial intelligence like in the sci-fi movies. It's not actually yeah. sentience. It's putting together words that are matched and related to your words. So, well, you could have given, I, I won't mention any political figure's name, but their explanation was artificial intelligence, the machine thinks. But we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if if you happen to know who said that, write it write it in the comments. Maybe <laughs> I'll send you a coffee card if you know who I'm. I'm not really dissing, just poking fun at. Good, good, good sense and humor. Okay. So how can AI language learning models like ChatGPT be used in our marketing strategies? And you know, what are some of the practical applications for a business owner running a service company? Uh, 
how can how can they use it? I, it's not hard to learn, but a lot of it is in the query. Yep. It, it's typical computer, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. You mm -hmm. ask a bad question, you're going to get a bad answer. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, what are some of the practical applications for us in the service industry and that an owner can get in and help themselves and their company work? Because for us, it's like having a free person on staff to do a lot of research and initial information output. Yep. So I think there are three things to keep in mind when you're using something like ChatGPT or Claude or, you know, what are the competitors, you know, Google's offering. You have to think, you have, like you said, garbage in, garbage out. So crafting the right prompt is 57%, 60%, you know, the, the battle. The other part is you can't expect the information you get back to necessarily be true. Because, again, it's not actually intelligent. It is putting group words together. And so it's not actually giving you true information. It's just giving you the highest probability of relevant information is the way that you could look at it. Okay. And the third one is... Whatever ChatGPT produces is not something that should ever be used out the gate. It should be an inspiration for what you do. It should be heavily edited and, and all that. So those are the first three things I would say when it comes to practical applications. So I, I do also want to go back to what you said about garbage in, garbage out for a second. Because you can think of it like a Google search. So if you were to say, like, now, now Google search is getting better. But, like, in the old days, if you just searched ice cream, like you got vague answers that didn't necessarily fit what you wanted. But if you said ice cream shops near Seattle, Washington, you got very detailed, relevant. Now, I say that, but you know, now mobile phones know your location automatically, so it knows to right. serve it to you and all that. So, that. so it's not a perfect comparison, but the idea is basically if you have a very specific prompt where you say, hi, ChatGPT, I want you to provide me a list of the top 10 most successful box office movies between these years, you're going to get that specific information more than if you just say, like, what are the top 10 movies from that year? They're not going to necessarily know what you mean by top 10. They're not going to know, like, there's details that are left out. So, so, so practical applications for those prompts. It's great for ideation. So if you need an outline, to go back to the Marketing 101, for example, if okay. you need, give me an outline for a marketing strategy, Here's our product. Here's our value proposition. If you've done the work of understanding your audience and your value proposition, plug those in and say, can you give me an outline for a marketing strategy with three campaign examples? Here's our budget we want to use. Like Literally plug in all the relevant information that you have and just see what it provides. It can be awesome for blueprinting, mm. road mapping, and for providing outlines to direct your marketing initiatives. Yeah, we find it very helpful even when we're writing some of our, whether it's for social media or even advice for clients, it can do it. I, I know the answers, but it can do it a lot faster than I can if I ask the right questions. Like give me an outline for writing ISO 9000 and it'll go right out there, pull it. And then I've got enough information and enough expertise in it to know how to clean it up. Exactly. And it does what would take me an hour and a half or two hours to do you know, in a matter of minutes. Now, again, to your point, it's not perfect. I sure the heck wouldn't publish it. But it's all that research that you used to pay people a lot of money to do. That as a small business, if you learn how to do a little bit of query, and you, like you said, you understand your audience, you know what they're looking for, where they're located. And the more, the deeper, and Daryl, who works on our marketing side, you know, Daryl, my son. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's in the query. And he said, the more specific you can get, 
the more information, but the outlining is absolutely, so that could really help somebody write something. Yeah. But I, my advice would be, you're nodding your head, for Pete's sake, don't pull something out of this <laughs> chat GPT or Claude and post it. Because the story <laughs> you were telling, we have fun. Ed Selkow, who's one of the other hosts on this, and we run this with the three of us. We we pull up stories and say, was this written or wasn't it written by GPT? And you can, <laughs> and if, if you've been looking at this stuff for any length of time, you can get it in about five minutes. The words, the Daryl say, look at the words, look at how they're phrasing things. Look at this, look at that. Nobody speaks this way. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know what's funny though? Again, I want to repeat this. Try yeah. out GPT zero because GPT zero does a pretty good job. And also, if you're trying to post something and you're not sure if it sounds too much like AI, you can use this and get a gauge for how much like AI your, your prose sounds, which is also helpful. But one thing I found to kind of like try to trip it up is if you say a prompt like, write whatever you want to write and then say, but write it in the voice as me, but as if I was Jeff Bezos in his voice. Or write it as if I was Elon Musk in his voice. It'll add some more character to it. And, and so it's harder for GPT-0 to detect. So even a small thing like that can give it more random lines or give it personality. I've also found that ChatGPT is too verbose in a lot of yep. ways. So when you're writing, like if you have outbound emails, like you're trying to send cold emails to your target audience, never use what they have off the gate. It's overly salesy. It's overly long. But it can provide good structure, and you just need to seriously pare it down. You need to modify it in your own voice, et cetera, et cetera. But those are some examples of application. Well, it sounds like somebody wrote a long letter for him when we used to use snail mail with all right. the yeah you do have to pare it down. Usually when I get the first answer, if it's for something like that, cut this in half. Exactly. <laughs> Don't tell it to be friendly because it, it just ruins the whole thing. It's like you're married <laughs> to the person for 40 years. And you look at this text. Oh, geez, I better change my query. <laughs> but the, the point to the audience is just simply get out there and try this. But back to David's first two points, if you just get some basic understanding of your audience, and you know what you want to offer, start putting that in and say, hey, this is going to be an email to a cold call. And just go down like you think, okay, I'm going to make a cold call. What am I going to do? Everybody mm -hmm. in this audience has done that, whether it's by phone or whatever. Go down the list, tell the machine, and see what you get. Because it will help you get some good writing. I think these tips have been excellent. And, and we could go on. There's a lot more to it. But again, this is the foundational. And it yep. should be in your arsenal, right, David? Absolutely. Uh, one more example I want to briefly mention is contracts. So I'm not a legal representative, but you can say, hey, you want to work with this group, draft a contract over X amount of months, and it does all the legal nonsense for you. And again, I would have it spot checked, especially on the legal realm, but it is an amazing starting place for that. If nothing else, you can save two hours of attorney's fees rather than have them pull up their template and say, send it over and have them have a peek at it. Exactly. And with with I think it's Claude, you can actually take the the document that you've been used and say, you know, rewrite this for me. Exactly. And so it and it'll check it out and rewrite. And again, it's not the final thing. If anything legal, my advice would be whatever you do there, get it for an attorney review before you put your name on it or send it to anybody. But with that done, again, even two hours with a paralegal is going to save you a lot of money if you come with an outline to them. 